News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky was in Washington last night and held a joint press conference with US President Joe Biden before addressing the US Congress. It's the first state visit for the Ukrainian president since the war began 300 days ago. Anthony Zerker, BBC North America correspondent. What were the highlights, Anthony, of Zelensky's address and his trip to Washington? Well, you know, I think it was interesting to hear him talk about uh, the Ukrainian aid that the United States has been been giving Ukraine over the past year, to be very thankful for that, and to characterize that aid not as charity, uh, in his words, uh, but as an investment. I think one of his goals here in coming to the U.S. was uh, to convince the new leadership uh, in Congress, the Republican leadership in the House of Representatives, and all the new faces that are going to be in the House of Representatives, uh, 86 new members of Congress in that 435-seat chamber, uh, to continue USA to Ukraine, because there's been some signs, particularly among Republicans, uh, of wavering in that support. Uh, about 80% of Republicans supported aid back in March. That number's down to about 50% uh, in November. So he wanted to show that this was an investment that had a return, that had a purpose, that would pay off in the end, rather than just money being put down uh, an endless drain. He invoked World War II battles with the Nazis, I think, to try and, and win that kind of support. He did. He talked about the Battle of the Bulge uh, and how uh, American soldiers held firm against the Nazis in World War II and compared that to the Ukrainian soldiers who had been holding off uh, the Russian attacks and pushing the Russians back. Uh, You know, he sounded defiant. He sounded confident. Uh, Obviously, he was still humble and uh, and he did still paint a picture of a, a war that was by no means won. But if you compare this Volodymyr Zelensky, the one who spoke to Congress in March or who spoke to European leaders shortly after the Russian invasion and said, this may be the last time you see me alive. This was a different kind of leader, one who has had battlefield victories now and feels like while victory may not be in reach, it certainly is uh, conceivable in a way that it wasn't in those first days of the war. And notable as well, of course, he was wearing his his by now kind of traditional um, sort of military uniform, the the, the green T-shirt and green trousers. Yeah, the olive drab. Uh, it made for an interesting contrast with Joe Biden in his dark suit and his uh, blue and, and yellow tie standing there uh, in the, the press conference. I was actually at the press conferences in the East Room of the White House, uh, decked out in, in all the Christmas decorations with the big chandeliers and the yellow curtains. So he definitely stood apart there amid all this uh, ornamentation in his plain military garb. Did he do enough? You mentioned a kind of a sceptical Congress, a sceptical Republican Congress. Did he do enough? Enough, do you think, to convince them of the merits of continuing uh, military support? You know, that's going to be the real test. I mean, Congress right now is on the verge of passing another $45 billion uh, in U.S. aid, military and economic, to Ukraine in its 2023 budget. That's on top of the roughly $65 billion that it has already passed. So there's going to be a lot of aid to dole out over the course of the next year. But uh, there are Republicans who are skeptical of uh, of continued support. There were several Republican members of the House of Representatives who stood up when uh, Volodymyr Zelensky spoke uh, and everyone else was cheering and very pointedly didn't clap. They were uh, they, they voted against aid in the past 
And there are more Republicans and more conservatives, particularly among kind of the Donald Trump grassroots base who don't want to spend any more money on Ukraine. And it's going to be difficult to convince them to support further aid. And it's going to be difficult for the Republicans in the House of Representatives with their very narrow majority there to bring any kind of aid package to the floor and, and risk dividing their caucus. I think maybe it could be packaged up in some larger spending bills. Uh, but I think one of the reasons why there is this big push to put all of this billions of dollars in aid together this week is because the reality is it is going to be a much heavier lift next year. Finally, uh, Antti, I suppose we should mention, um, I suppose, the key development, uh, the uh, President Biden saying he was going to send the, the, the Patriot missile system to uh, to Ukraine. Just uh, tell us briefly about that. Yeah, that was uh, a new announcement that, that first broke last night, so Tuesday night, and then was announced formally by the president uh, on Wednesday. And now the Patriot missile system, it's about a $1 billion missile system for each uh, each uh, battery. It is the most sophisticated surface-to-air defense system in the United States arsenal. The Ukrainians had been wanting it for quite, some long, quite a long time, and now they're going to get it. And it will go a long way, I think, to helping Ukraine defend uh, its cities, its capital, Kiev, and others from the Russian missile and drone attacks that have been doing uh, horrible damage and, and really taking down the, the Ukrainian infrastructure and shutting down power grids uh, during this long, cold winter. Anthony Zerker, BBC North America correspondent. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.